Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Derek Durish with the 10K Music Podcast or the Durish Music Podcast. I'm going through an identity crisis right now, but you know who's not going through an identity crisis? A guy across from me, Famo. What's up, Famo? Hey, what's going on, everybody? How you doing, man? So Famo stands for, let them know. Uh, family music only. And that is his identity. And let me tell you, this is the second EP I'm working on with Famo. We just finished his first album, Ileana, Music From My Home. It's available on all streaming platforms. But let me tell you, when he has an identity, he has an identity. He represents... East Chicago. Boom. Right there. See, he he knows. He knows where I'm going. He knows where this conversation's going. Um, East Chicago. We went and shot a video for yes. Jokers, yep. which is available on all streaming platforms, right? <laughs> um, that was a blast. What what you like most about it, What it was your first music video, correct? Like correct. first legit... Yeah, like professionally, professionally shot. shot music video. Shot yep. by Bill Bantz. Shout out to Bill Bantz. Yeah, he did an excellent job, man. Um, I really wanted to take it home and show, you know, the best parts of my city, what what makes my home home. Right. And he, he captured everything, all the angles, all the views, um, even the things we added on. Because the video wasn't supposed to be what the video was. Right. I had completely different ideas for it, but unfortunately due to bad weather... And uh, a couple people couldn't make it. Yeah. Um, we added some last minute things and it still turned out excellent. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, the weather was bad. It was cold. It was yeah. raining. Yeah. Um, but like we were talking, I think the gloomy weather worked out for the the better because some of those shots, like the way things look in those scenes, like look awesome. Yeah. With the with the the cloudy sky and the overcast, and then when we hit up that train station. And the South Shore, dude, that was, dude, yeah. those shots were fucking sick, man. They they were, man. Yeah. And then that that train scene with the train behind me, yeah, that that was accident. That just just right. happened to be. That wasn't planned, right? And it came out so good, right? So does it feel like you talk about like it just happened, like it wasn't supposed to be? Do you feel like, like kind of like the universe has got this big famo puzzle and it's just putting pieces together for you and everything's kind of working out the way you planned? Yeah, honestly, the the way the whole day went out. Like if you, you see the scenes in the in the basketball court, right. it was like three feet puddles out there, bro. Yeah. I think I even stepped on some geese shit. No. <laughs> that geese shit was heavy over there. <laughs> <laughs> but just the way the the like you said, the 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 skies looked, the way the water reflected, even at night, the way everything lit up, the factories behind me, right. the train, everything just fell into place. Yeah. It was definitely an awesome video. I'm I'm kinda glad we shot it at dusk and Bill and I were talking about that, you know, because usually when it's real sunny, you got to deal with light. Yeah. Right? Like light issues. Or if it's too dark, then you got to try to brighten everything up. And that can be a pain in the ass with editing. Yeah. Right. The platform was nice because yeah, it had the lights on there. The platform was awesome. I like the shot too when you're on the platform and your back is turned towards, what is that, Michigan Street and yeah. 41. Yeah. I thought that shot was cool because the sky looked killer. But yeah. yeah, the visuals were awesome. Yeah. Bill, Bill did it. Did an excellent yeah. job. Yeah. And, um, Shout out to Peter Villain and uh, right. DJ Hacksaw for being in there, and you, obviously. Thank you. But, uh, yeah, it meant a lot because, like I said, a lot of those ideas weren't just my ideas. It was everybody's. Yeah. We worked as a collective. Yeah, that, that's what was cool, a real collaborative effort. And, you know, your guy, P the Villain, like, I didn't know he kind of shot video or was interested in it or starting yeah, yeah, to get yeah. into no, it. Yeah, he's shooting videos, yeah. Okay, but, you know, to have his kind of directorial kind of, you know, ideas, uh, ideas and vision and yeah. image, like, that was big time. That all helped out. 
along with bills and I made some suggestions and hold the umbrella. You know, you got to stay <laughs> fucking dry, right? I was speaker, the umbrella bitch. duty was funny. No, yeah. And everyone kind of did their part and helped out and it, it was a fucking it was a fun day. I don't get too many fun days out cuz of kids and life and jobs and shit, <laughs> but like that day was fun as hell. It was, man. It was it was really fun. Yeah. And honestly, it was done so fast. Yeah, I expected not, it to take longer. Yeah, usually videos can be like fucking her, like horror. Like it can be a horror, man. Yeah, it can be like a twelve-hour, easily twelve-hour yeah. shift. We we finished three or four hours. Yeah, and then uh, what I really loved um, was the scene on a uh, Klein Avenue. Yeah, overviewing the city. That that, that was, was another one. See, what was trippy to me was us just being on Klein Avenue. Knowing at any moment in time, some crackhead in a fucking stolen Toyota Corolla <laughs> could come barreling down Klein Avenue past the <laughs> past the guardrails and yeah, uh, I know you know and, and uh, the 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 horses and stuff and just come lay us out. But that was <laughs> awesome though. That was cool. That was, and I'm not too familiar with that area. So going over there, like I knew it was heavily like industrial. Yeah. But being over there was really my first time being in EC. Period. Yeah. Um. And and all that. And I thought there was just like a lot of cool shit to look at, which you see in the video, the cool factories to look at, the cool types of architecture. Right. We were talking about we need to capture the architecture out here because East Chicago, even though it's in, in Indiana, the name Chicago, Chicago's famous for architecture. I just felt like it just you had to capture that. And I felt like we did. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. actually uh got a uh, shout it out for it. Um, Guy on Instagram. I'm sorry. I can't remember his name. Uh, it's not even my friend, or he doesn't even follow me until he's seen that video. Uh-huh. And he was like, you know, he's got 3 million followers. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, I was like, oh, shit. He's like, hey, I'm from EC. I just want to let you know your video was dope. You know, shout out, way to represent. That that means a lot to me. Yeah, that's awesome. And I I see that out here with, like, um, to the Tonight's Brew podcast and the guys they bring on from Northwest Indiana. See, I'm from the South Burbs of Chicago. I'm from the 708. I grew up 30 minutes south of the city. You know, I can be downtown Chicago in 30 minutes from my old house where I grew up. And I never knew out here in the region that it was so like kind of like everyone seems like everyone's supporting each other out here. And everyone likes to see guys rep for their city and for their hometowns and shit. Yeah. And like unlike Chicago, like everyone is for Chicago, but not everyone's everyone's for themselves out in Chicago. Out here, it seems like a collective like it's a. Uh, like, hey, thanks for putting on for my city. That was dope. Yeah. You know, you See, don't hear shit like that in Chicago. No, honestly, uh, from what I remember, it wasn't always like that. Okay. Um, That's what me and tonight's brew and a lot of other people are trying to do. We're trying to support each other. Right. Because everybody's always on their own stuff. Everybody has their own style. Right. But what I want to do is I want to bring us all to one. Because if somebody makes it from this area, right. everybody's going to make it. Right. You know what I mean? I want to be one giant camp. Yeah. So that's why I say I'm never afraid to work with anybody. Um, Peter Villain never put, we never did a song. We've known each other since second grade. Finally hits me up. I was like, yo, I laid down a song or lay, lay down a verse for me. Yeah. For Terra Dome, for his project, Castle in the Sky. Right. Which was and dope. Was, yeah, go check was. that out. Yeah. Good. Please go check that out, man. Homie did a really good yeah. job. But um, hit me up, sent me the, the beat. I had it done probably like an hour and a half. Yeah. Sent it back to him. I'm always willing to be open right. to work with anybody. It, I'm not afraid. Right. And what's nice with you is you have a home studio. You yeah. can cut tracks. You don't have to fuck around with trying to get studio time somewhere or getting in. You have a studio. Yeah. I put a, put a lot of time into that. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. We all do. You know, <laughs> all of us with the home setups, even the smallest ones. Smallest ones are the biggest one, man. It all takes time. Uh, another thing about the video that was cool um, was 
Uh, I'm trying to think. I'm trying. I, I drew a blank. First of all, I look goofy as hell in the video. Nah, I, know I was like, man, I'm like this big, big, dopey white guy in a Walter Payton jersey. What's he doing back there? <laughs> he's representing, bro. Yeah. That's what he's doing. Um. So, anything else with the video? Like, are you? I don't know. Would you shoot? I would say. Obviously, you want to try to keep your videos different, and we talked about a video idea you have. I don't know if you want to touch on that, but would you shoot again in EC? Would you shoot oh, in yeah. different locations? Oh, yeah, yeah. I feel like EC is pretty big. It is. It is. Um, I would shoot 10 more videos in EC. Okay. There's so many, you know, great places you can shoot. Yeah. Um, I don't want to give them out because I don't want nobody stealing my ideas. <laughs> Call that right. bullshit. Greedy, whatever you want. Of course. No, no, no. Like, the Klein Avenue, I don't think anybody's ever shot on Klein Avenue. Yeah. Ever. And I, I'm glad to be the first one. Right. That's what was cool. And that 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 stretch of road was that they shot Transformers two there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct. Yeah. Somebody passed away. Rest yeah. in peace. But they did shoot Transformers two there. Did they shoot some other shit there too? That um, they shot an old time, the original Gangsters movie. Okay. What um uh the running back um, damn, what's his name? Jim Brown. I think so. And from I'm gonna get you, sucker, and all them. Yeah, Jim Brown. Yeah, they and, shot uh, a old. Okay. That was a long time ago. I yeah. think it was the eighties or seventies. No shit. They okay. shot it right back there. You watch the movie, you'll see the steel mills and everything back there. That's cool as fuck. Yeah. So that's cool. Like you're shooting shit where there's like history. You know, yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, that's cool. You're not just standing in front of a fucking uh, Chevy Impala on twenty twos. <laughs> no, right? no, no. Your videos not. have meaning. Like that's that's what makes you you. That video is you, right? Yeah, exactly. Like I I don't think we can disagree about that. Um. So the project timeless that we've been working on, which thank you for coming to me again to mix and master it. I appreciate that. No, nah, no problem. And do man. some of the production. Did a hell of a job on it. Thank you. Thank you. I'm trying to get better with every project. You know, I'm not I'm not the fucking greatest. I'm not perfect. I try to get better with every project that comes through this studio. And so uh, hopefully that this timeless EP, right, which is it is called Timeless, those listening, hopefully my work it's better than the last thing I did for you. Oh no no! You, I, you, know, you can see your growth, yeah, amongst every track you do. Okay, like you you dedicate the time and yeah. effort. That's why I come back to you because you know I mean everybody has shit going on, right? Right. Everybody has stuff to do in nine to five. Well, mostly people have nine to fives. Right. Like you have a family just like I do, a nine to five just like I do. Right. And we still find the time. We right. still find find time to grind and do what we love. Right. And I and I, uh. What do you call that? Commend that. Right. You know what I mean? I, I really respect that. Yeah. And like I said, we put the time in and you're able to do my vision. Like you can see what I see. You can hear what I hear. Right. And if I don't hear it, you still put it in and you put your input. Yeah. And I respect that. Yeah. And that's why I'm here again. Cool. Well, I appreciate that. And thank you. And and yeah, I, I think the two, you know, we have a lot of similarities. Like you said, the nine to five, the kids, being a family man, being a dad, but still trying to find time to do what we love to do. Because we're very passionate about this, right? You and I. Um, this project, as far as you, for an artist, I mean, I've seen your growth, and now you're making beats. Yeah. Which, yeah. I mean, that is growth, you know, even though you're just starting, so you don't really have anything in the past to to grow from. But I feel like it's still as a creative, as a creative mind, you're growing. You know, you're seeing how beats work. You're seeing how structure plays out how structure can dictate how you flow you know how you write a song um how bpms can dictate your cadence right like i know i don't i'm not trying to give away any of your production secrets mr scott storch <laughs> but i know you do a lot of songs in 85 bpm 90 bpm i think you did a couple in 100 yeah right yeah. correct but as you can see like 
the styles of those BPMs are the same. The way you trigger samples are the same, which you like to use samples. Yeah. You're a hip-hop head. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. And you started just spinning your own vinyl, right? Yep. Going and getting your own vinyl, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, But what's cool is, like, you're going to see, I know from the guy who makes beats, in a year from now, if you keep making beats, your beats are going to sound way better. Your beats are going to be different. You're going to be working in weird BPMs. <laughs> just, just as a creative to grow and as a songwriter, I think that's going to help you out. But what's your favorite beat on Timeless? Ah, uh, that's a hard one. Yeah. Um. So this project's gonna be seven songs. It's it's titled Timeless because I wanted every song to be, you know, classic. I want it to be no matter what time, year, month, whenever. I want it to be like, damn, this song is hits. This right. song is dope. Um. But the favorite beat right now, I think it's going to be, uh, hmm. I like you. Okay. And then I like Breathe because okay. the live drums. Yeah, because of the live drums. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Those and it's songs got a different nice. feel. It does have a different feel. Um, I like Bored. Yeah. I, I like Bored. I like Bored because I think the the sample you used, it's a really nice sample. Um, And, yeah, I do like Bored. What would be... Let me think here. I'm trying to think of my next question here. I'm like David Letterman, Joe Rogan here. I've been listening, <laughs> listening, watching a lot of their shows. Um, as a producer, a beat maker, what's the hardest thing that you've noticed as yourself making a beat? Um, drums, drums. People are like, "Oh, drums are easy." No, no, no. I'm very, very picky with my drums. Right. My drums have to hit. And they have to sound a certain way. Yeah. I'm, I I don't know if it's because, you know what I mean, I'm I'm the one spitting on the, the song where it right. makes it more difficult. But, um, yeah, it's got to be drums. Right. And I definitely think in hip-hop and the kind of hip-hop you do, drums are everything. Yeah. Right? That beat is everything. Drums are the heartbeat. Um, are You ever consider now as a beat maker maybe learning live instrumentation or learning how to play keys or anything like that? Piano? I tried. Yeah, yeah. I tried. Um thing about me man is if if i'm not 100 percent into it i won't do it right because i'm like if i'm half-assing it i'm just wasting my time right i hear you something we don't have a lot of right exactly i hear you make make time for the important shit right yeah um so sampling um how do you like sampling what's your approach to sampling as a beat maker uh i hear a certain sound okay it doesn't even have to be like a node or a key or okay. a certain even a word would do it and i'm like hmm let me see what I can do with this. Right. To me, like, um, it's 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 like a, uh, I don't I don't want to say puzzle because it sounds so fucking cliche. Everybody says a puzzle, right? But it literally is like a puzzle. It's like I grab a sample, load it up, and I see what I can do with it. Right. I would reverse it. I'll chop it up. I'll dismantle it. Put it all back together different ways. Right. Just to see what else I can make. It's like clay. Right. You know what I mean? When you when you have clay. Everybody can make something different out of it. You have a pencil. Everybody can draw something different. Right. But if it, you know what I mean? But everybody's using the same thing. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Now, I noticed with Timeless, too, is that there is a sound, right? Like your drums sound to your liking. The yeah. samples, I don't want to say sound similar, the way you trigger them. Like, it seems like everything, this project, Timeless, from a, a beat maker standpoint, is real cohesive. Yeah. It sounds like a cohesive album you know, or EP, which is awesome. Now, from the artist standpoint, I know you didn't want to talk about each song specifically, 
Um, what's your favorite song that you wrote on the EP that maybe people can listen to first when it comes out or just know that? And what was maybe the hardest song <laughs> that you wrote on the EP? So the hardest one was, uh, I would say... Board. Okay. Because you know, like, I mean, you're my engineer, so right. you know what I yeah. do up and down. But for you people who don't know, the originally, Timeless was only supposed to be five, five songs. Right. Uh, I had the two songs, which are No Matter What You Do and Bored, um, sitting in the vault. I had a verse for them, but couldn't for some odd reason. I hit a, a, a writer's block. Like, I, I sat here in the studio trying to write it here because mm-hmm. that's the type of person I am. Right. I write it on the fly. Right. Um, and I fell asleep on you. Yeah. I apologize. <laughs> nah, bro. Like <laughs> I said, long, you, that was a long day. I had a long day that day. This guy gets up at two thirty in the morning, guys, and goes to bed at eight p.m. I would fucking fall asleep, and then he works a fifteen to sixteen hour shift, and then deals with his kids' practice and shit. And then, so he has the right then, to and fall then come asleep. Come home to the studio. Exactly. So if an artist is writing in my studio, goddamn it, I'm asleep. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I struggled really really much with board. Okay. But um. My favorite, what'd you ask again? My favorite song? Yeah, what's your favorite? What was your favorite song to write? Um, Say, what's your favorite verse, favorite hook, whatever? Hmm, that's a good one. Because, I mean, I love all of it. Right. Um, I think Jokers is my favorite. Okay. It's a tie between Jokers and No Matter What You Do. Okay. Yeah, those are dope. Yeah. Those are dope. I like Jokers. I like, there's a message behind Jokers. I like your delivery on Jokers. It's catchy. Yeah, I, I actually been, uh, since I put out the video and the song, a lot of people told me it's a very, very catchy song. Yeah. And I didn't see it, see it that way. Right. I just seen it me telling, you know, so people don't know Jokers. I'm going to break down Jokers real quick. Yeah, go Jokers ahead. is basically because it's for anybody who's ever been laughed at. Right. That's why the hook, if people are struggling to hear what the hook's about, it's it's a sample of people saying, ha, ha, people laughing at you. Because that's what people do. They act like right. you're, they're your best friend. Right. And in all reality, the moment you walk away, they're the first ones to laugh at you. Right. They're the first ones that say, ah, you're not going to be nothing. Ah, you're wasting your time. Right. Ah, this is, you know, I mean, what are you doing? Grow up. You know what I mean? Like, right. They don't, they're the ones who don't take it serious. Right. So this is, I wrote that for you people to overcome this. This is our, our triumphant right. song. You know like, what I mean? Like, it's like your theme song. Yeah. Those of you who have haters, those of you who have been laughed at, who have been ridiculed, criticized by your peers, by your friends, by your family, Jokers is a song for you. Exactly. And I know exactly where you're coming from because, I mean, you deal with it. I've dealt with it. You don't think people look at me like I'm fucking nuts down here in the <laughs> studio, like building walls and shit and framing out stuff and buying gear. And, you know, but the thing is, is that regardless of me and you going after this music thing, we're still taking care of our business. Exactly. It's not like we're, you know, not trying to provide for our families, right? Not trying to take care of our wives, have good relationships, and we're just doing music, and we're the broke baby daddy who's yeah. fucking, you know, out there trying to push his mixtapes. Like, we're not about that. We just love to fucking do it. Yeah. You know, it's like the guy down the street who hunts, right? Guy loves to hunt. So he goes out and buys his guns, right? Goes out and shoots shit. The guy who's into shooting guns goes to the range, goes and does comps. It's the same. It's a, not a hobby for us even though it kind of is, but we just take it serious. We have a, how do I put it? Even though it might be a hobby. Passion. We have, you're right. We have this passion, but we treat it like it's a full-time job. We oh, approach okay. it with a seriousness 
of a full-time job. You approach the you approach the craft of songwriting and lyricism as if it's something you do all day, every day. You know what I mean? Yeah. You treat it like it's a job, like it's work, like it's I need to get better. But that's enough talk with that. So Jokers, right? I'm gonna try and go on a tangent, but Jokers, it's for those who have been laughed at, who've been hated on. Um, and I feel like as an as your engineer, when I listen to Jokers compared to everything else on the record. I feel like your your tone of voice on that and the lyrics and the cadence, there's this kind of like, sounds like, you know, fuck, like, fuck you. It has this kind of fuck you tonality behind your, the way you deliver, because you're kind of saying like, you know, like, fuck. Yeah, I'm giving everybody the finger. Right, giving yeah. everyone the finger. And yeah. I can hear that in your voice compared to some of the other songs. That's what I like about Jokers too. There's a different emotion behind your yeah. your voice. Cause I, I I mentioned in the last album too, like the when I wrote this this song, um, which I'm about to get to how all that is was came about. But um, when I wrote this song, man, it's 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 like you know people think that rappers got to be these big chain, these people who drug deal, these people who live the hood life. Don't like don't get me wrong, that's that's what you do, that's what you do. But that doesn't have to be everybody, right? You know what I mean? I'm like the common sense of my area. Common was made fun of because Common wasn't a gangster. Common was talking about the light. You know what I mean, talking about love. Right. He wasn't afraid to talk about it the other side. Right. Same thing with Kanye. Kanye was the same when he first came out. Right. Kanye was surrounded by gangsters, surrounded by people who hustled, who did drug dealing and all that. He was getting laughed at and wasn't taken serious because he was talking about church. He was talking about when he the days he worked at Gap and he was treated like a token. Right. You know what I mean? It, those are all in his lyrics. The day he got into a fucking car accident and exactly. put out, you know, like his fucking yeah. mouth was and so shut. His mouth shut. was fucking yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? So like, you know what I mean? I I put all my personal, I put my heart and soul into every one of these tracks, right? Because I live these are experiences that I've been through, right? And that that I know for me as an engineer and as a producer, I like working with guys like that. I don't like gimmicks. I don't like fake tough guys. I don't like guys who talk about how much money they got and then they can't pay me the fucking studio time. <laughs> I don't like guys like that, but I like your message. I like the conscious rappers. I like the guys who are spitting from the chest, you know, from the heart. And they're not afraid to to speak about themselves and their experiences. Because I know me as an artist, I'm the same way. I'm all straight from the heart. You ain't going to yeah. hear a damn Derek Durr song about anything else but besides the shit I know. So make sure you listen to that three-piece. He put out a three-piece. Uh, stop. That shit is stop. dope. We I'm just letting you guys know that. Oh. It, it was dope. So listen to the three-piece. It's on SoundCloud.com. Right. I, right. I, I, I had some fun making that. I played some live drums on the second song, which I think I think that's the best part of that. Is that the one with the exorcism? Yeah, the exorcism. <laughs> on your computer? My damn, man, let me tell All right, studio stories. So <laughs> if you ever want to record music, if you ever want to set up a home studio, Run a business, not even if you want to run a business, if you're just doing music and want to record your own shit, you run into so many, and Jake will tell you, famo, fam, famo, 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 famo will tell you, famo <laughs> will tell you that something always goes wrong, right? Like you'll, you'll sit there all day at work and you'll be home and you'll be like, man, I feel like creating some shit, right? I'm going to go hit the studio and then you go and hit the lab that night and then guess what happens? Didn't hit save. Your heart, yeah, you didn't hit save. Your sh your computer crashes. Your hard drive just doesn't sync up with your computer, so you have no files on your, just anything. You know, sound ain't coming out the speakers. Well, I was making a song called Good and Evil about questioning my faith and about how if I don't know what to believe anymore. You know, there's, right, whatever. 
But anyway, there's this part, there's a line that says, you know, I question my faith. I let the devil in and I say it over, over and over. And when I was playing that back through my speakers, I was home alone. Everyone was gone because I was on vacation. My computer screen went fucking black. <laughs> Never happened to me ever. I got fucking the hairs on the back of my neck stood up. I got goosebumps. And I said, the devil's right behind me right now. <laughs> like this motherfucker's, it's either God or the devil like behind me because I've never had this happen. But I found out it was a technical issue with my interfaces and everything's fine. I told him to bless it with holy water. Bless it, yeah. He, Jake told me, give it the exorcism. <laughs> oh, man, I got to call the priest in here. Um, So, Timeless is what we're talking about. Correct. Your new EP. Um, Any of any songs on there, I should say, obviously you want everyone to listen to them. Yeah. But is there a song that's special to you that you want people to listen to for some reason? Like something... Like, I feel like sometimes artists put messages in songs or sometimes as a beat maker, you put a sound in there or something that the the listener can hear and be like, oh, man, that was cool. Is there anything like that? Any of the songs? Um, Like goofy shit? I liked you. Okay. Listen to you. Okay. Uh, the bars the bars are very, um, I wouldn't say simple, but they're very, uh, they don't tell a story. Okay. They just, you know, they just show off my... My creativity, and they show off my uh, the your penmanship. Yeah, my penmanship. Okay, and uh, but just that one was very fun to make too, though. Okay, honestly, this whole project is dope. And yeah. I don't want to like pump rainbows up some my ass, the album's ass, yeah, but I'm just pump being the honest. Rainbows. So uh, we got to sometimes pump the rainbows up your ass. This this album front to back was very fun to make. Um, reason being is because it's the first time I got to sit down and dedicate. 24 hours of the day, seven days a week to the album. Right. I've never gotten to do that with any music project right. in any part of my life. Right. Reason being is, you know, quarantine happened. Right. My job was like, hey, don't come back to work. We'll call you when we, you know, when it's time to come back. Right. Four weeks go by. I just got a task cam at the beginning of it. I was like, cool. I want to mess with this. Mm -hmm. You know, just like any engineer or any artist, when they get a new toy, they want to play with it. I uh, went down there, started making beats. I was like, ah, oh, this sounds nice. Wrote it right then and there. Right. A few days later, made another beat. Another, like, five beats. Picked one out. Wrote it right then and there. Um, and that's that's how this project came about. Yeah. Uh, and this it's is cool like, as fuck, isn't it? Yeah, I, and I yeah. loved it, man. Like, this this is a quarantine project. Yeah. And that's why it's, it's not only did I produce it, not only did I write everything to it. Uh, don't get me wrong, Derek here has got a 10%. 10% uh, production on the production. On yeah, yeah. You, you, I think you'll know. You guys got to check that out. Yeah, please, that's what you want to check out. If you want to check anything out, listen to the song, literally. Even when you think it's over, it ain't over. Yeah. Listen to, there's three songs on there. Yeah. It's going to have a very nice uh, surprise for you. Yeah. And make sure you guys listen to the end. See, my thinking was that, without giving too much away, was you said uh, that the title is Timeless. You want to make timeless music. And I feel like your beat making is more backpack hip-hop boom bap yeah right so i wanted to add just kind of some like some like modern kind of i don't know techniques on the creating side creative side of beat making and, yeah. and mixing just like with effects and stuff and then you know obviously taking what you use to make the beats and kind of just try to do my own thing so if anybody out there who's listening is a Che dillo fan 
what Jay Diller did on for uh like Water for Chocolate. Okay. For Common's album. Uh you'll know what I'm talking about. So Derek did his Jay Diller thing on I it. I did my Jay Diller dog. Yeah. Come on now. You're giving me too much credit. First, you called me a genius three weeks ago. Now you're comparing me to Jay Dilla. Stop. I, you're doing Stop. Jay, you're doing Jay Dilla-ish nah, things. Nah, nah, not at all. I fucking wish. Rest in peace to a legend, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, so now, you know, we've been talking about Timeless. Was there anything that you learned from Ileana, putting Ileana Music From My Home out, um, that you wanted to do different on Timeless from a writing standpoint as, like, an artist? Um, I wanted to be more, more personal, but say less, if that makes any sense. Gotcha. Um, kind of like garlic. Yeah. Yeah. A little more, but yeah. less of it. You know yeah. I mean? Um, I think it's, that's what you're talking about. I, I don't, don't know. I don't, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I tried maybe a bad analogy. Yeah. But you tried to do, right. You tried to say more. Yeah. Say more by saying less. By saying less. And I wanted to be, uh, more, more, uh. More perfect. That's what we, that's what we chase, right? Perfect. Perfection. Perfection. Yeah. Um. I wanted to make sure everything hit right on the spot. Right. And I wanted it to be, like I said, more more me. Right. Not that like Ileana wasn't me, but like I said, producing the album. Yeah, it gives you a different feel. To it, it does give you a different feel, and there's something special about writing a record. For those who've never written an album or a song, when you write a whole album. There's something special to it. When you're going and you're getting beats from this guy and beats from this guy and beats from this guy and beats from YouTube and beat stars and you put together an album and you write to those songs, right? That's something. There's meaning to that. It's personal. But when you make your own beats and you're literally making stuff from scratch, dude, like organic, like raw, like from when you make something from nothing and you're able to finish it and make an EP like you did with seven songs on it, like there's something really special about that. Like, it's just, just the meaning behind it, like the creative, just for, for a person to be able to do that. I mean, it's, it's real personal. It's special. It takes a lot, but it's cool as fuck. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like I, uh, revealed another element. There's, you know, there's what, four elements in life, earth, water, wind, fire. Yeah. And I feel like. There's five for me. Yeah. Gar- garbage garbage there you I- go i'm a trash man people no i'm just but keep um but yeah I, I i feel like i unveiled another element everybody okay. wants to chase the four elements right you want to be you know what i mean the four the best at these things uh some people don't but myself personally right. i feel that i can make beats now and not just okay beats these are really really oh no, yeah they're beats. solid beats i think yeah. the only knock i ever had on any of your beats was like the selection for drums yeah just the sounds because we talked about how important drums are in a hip hop record. You know, it can be as simple as the selection of yeah. the drum, just the kick drum itself, what that sounds like, what that snare drum sounds like. It has nothing to do with how it's mixed, how it's mastered. It's the sound of the drum that it makes a huge difference. Yeah. And that's why uh, I reached out to uh, Jason Reardon. Shout out to Jason. Yeah. Shout out to Jason. He uh, laid some drums down for me for, uh, for breathe, breathe. Yeah. So you guys hear that track? Those once again. He's also the one who laid down the drums for outro for me. Yeah. And uh, Ileana yeah. did an excellent job. But um, yeah. Thank you again, Jason, for laying down drums for this project. Yeah. So so how is uh how is Ileana doing? Um, it's doing really well. Okay. Um, I wouldn't say I'm hitting millions, but right. it's it's for my expectations for everything I wanted 
out from it, yeah. it's doing very well. I was just, you can't be making millions, Jake, because you're still coming to my ass. <laughs> no. I still come to you, bro. I'm telling you. <laughs> um, you put out a show. You did. You dropped Ileana. You 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 did a show. Album yes. release. Sorry, I couldn't be there. No, no, you're good, bro. Fucking late at night. You know me. Couldn't do it. Um, but the show went well. Yes, it went very very okay. well. The response on Ileana has been great. Yes. How was that? Back to the show. A lot of people went. Yeah, we had uh. I think total over 100 people. Okay. And honestly, I only expected maybe 50, okay. 60 people. But we had a great lineup. Everybody did an excellent job. Um, and yeah, everybody stood for everybody. Um, everybody brought people. Right. Uh, I was even told by the end of the night that was one of the best shows I've ever I've ever been at. That's awesome. And especially for hip-hop in this area. Because people are always like, oh, I'm afraid there's going to be a fight. Right. Or shooting right. or whatever. Some bullshit peaceful. going on, yeah. And shout out to Shades for hosting it. Appreciate you guys. I know it's my family and all, but yeah. hey, you know what I oh, mean? Yeah. When it's business, sometimes right. family don't mean nothing. Right. And I wanted to talk about Ileana and your show and stuff because I want people to know like what kind of things you're doing and what kind of things to expect with Timeless. You know, we already saw a music video from Timeless. Yes. Right? Are we going to see a show? Uh, I want to. Um, As I know it's, the times are kind of tough. Yeah, everything's going backwards right now, especially in Chicago. It's fucking weird, right? Um, Indiana got a lot of Chicago support. A lot of Chicago support. Um, and obviously here in Indiana, that's why I did the show. It's my home. I was able to bring everybody here. Yeah. But I, I eventually want to do a show in Chicago. Okay. Because I've gotten a lot of love out there. That's good. In Chicago. Shout out to Chicago people. That's good. So everyone listening... You know, if you're not familiar with Famo, not familiar with Jake, you see what he's doing. You know, he's he's recording albums and he's playing shows, release parties and doing it the right way. Keeping it small, keeping it personal, getting a big draw. You know, even though you're playing a small little little bar. Right. That's what it is. Shades is a bar. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Um, you know, it holds like 100 people. Too. Yeah. And, and Famo has a plan as an artist when he drops music. You know, you see he's serious, and I want people to know that he's just not some guy like me sitting in a basement putting out a three-piece mixtape and not doing anything. Because a lot of guys do that. Yeah. Like, guys put out songs all the time or put out albums, and they don't do anything. Like, they don't do the album release party. They don't do the show. They don't continue to promote their album. Yeah, there's only a handful, handful of people who are really yeah. out there promoting themselves. And that's what I wanted to, you know what I mean? Right. Differentiate, differentiate myself. Right. I think I'm saying that right. Um, myself from everybody. You know what I mean? Like, distant myself. Like, stop being these guys. That's why these guys are where they are. Right. It's not, I'm not trying to diss nobody or anything like that. Right. It's just, it's the truth. You know what I mean? There's a reason why somebody's been doing this for years and they are where they are. Right. You know what I mean? That's, I try to do things differently. It's grassroots. Through grassroots, through playing shows, through getting your name out there, through making contacts, through putting shows together. Yeah. Right. With other artists getting their fans and their family to, to hear you at the end of the night. You know, that's that's a big deal. Um, I'm trying to think here. So, Ileana. And, and honestly, I mean, when do we finish Ileana? Because uh, it's still fresh. I mean, I know now is the time of like everyone's dropping a new album like every other week. You yeah. know, um, um, we dropped that in January. But we yeah, were January. done. Yeah, we we're, we're done maybe early January. Yeah. And we dropped it in late January. Late January. So it's yeah. been 10 months. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's that's not a long time ago. No. In today's world, it's a long time ago. Yeah. But it's still fresh. Um, and I'd, I'd like to, I'd like for you to showcase all your work on this this podcast right now. Yeah, no. You know? um, 
Ileana was a great album, uh, all produced by the Play Brothers. Yeah. Shout out to the Play Brothers. Shout out to the Play Brothers. Uh, engineered by this guy in front of me, Derek Durish. Um, Ten tracks. Um, and like I said, when I performed those songs, everybody loved them. Yeah. Um, and the thing about my performances where a lot of people do nowadays, they rap over their studio lyrics. Right, words. right. I didn't do that. I had straight instrumentals. Right. And then I had a dope-ass DJ and DJ Hacksaw. Yeah. Kill the just entire the set, tone, yeah. setting the mood, just killing the set. We, we, you know what I mean. We, we practice. You know what I mean. Right. I think within when I found out the show was happening, I think we did it like back in January tenth yeah. when I started reaching out to people to do the show. We had the show. I think it was the eighteenth or the nineteenth, around around there. Yeah, can't remember the date. But um, I was every week, twice a week, I was reaching out to Hacksaw. Hey, are you free? Let's. Let's rehearse. Right. Hey, I want this to be dope. You know what I mean? So right. I put in a lot right. of time, a lot of work. And the day of the show, not everything went perfect to plan. Right. Uh, we had my, uh, technical difficulties. Yep. It never goes perfectly. People it, were running planned. late. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but it was amazing. I was there from 2 p.m. to like 11.30 p.m. Yeah. And I thanked everybody there. I personally went up to everybody, gave them a handshake, said thank you for showing up. Yeah. Thank you, you know, for spending your time here. Right. It was awesome. And guess what? By the end of the fucking night, I caught strep throat. <laughs> I had to call off like the next two days. You sure it wasn't the, the Rona? I don't know. It could have been, bro. It could have the Rona, Because right? I don't have tonsils. Ah. So they're like, they even told me like, hey, that's amazing that yeah. you got strep throat with no tonsils. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, all right, whatever. But I didn't, uh, I don't know, man. But um, it was an amazing night, man. It was epic. Yeah. I wanted to do more a couple months later. But then everything got shut down right. once again. I think that's what really hindered Ileana from growing. Right. But yeah, you guys can catch that album on all platforms. I released this uh, single, Money. Right. Which I got a great response. Yeah, with, Money was dope. With uh, From everybody. They love the beat. They love everything about it. Yeah. My flow. I even did a live uh, music video to it. Right. That's on I remember YouTube. That. that was dope as fuck. You can too. catch on my YouTube yeah. channel, Famo Music 219. And then... uh. Yeah, man, I'm just growing and growing. Like I said, I did production yeah. now. I got my own EP that I basically built myself. Right. Um, we just dropped a music video. Right. Which, once again, you go to my YouTube channel at Famo Music 219. Mm-hmm. Check it out. Like it. Comment. I'm really happy with it. People don't think this is much. But I got 350 views in two days. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, that's a lot That's for, awesome. Yeah, right. That's that 125 awesome. or no, it's 175 views a right. day. You that's know what I mean? awesome. No, yeah, uh, definitely. And 32 likes. Yeah. You know what I mean? People, oh, yeah, of course. People are right. responding great to this. Right. I'm really happy about it. You're definitely doing hip-hop in this artist thing right. You know, like I said, I talked about your, your marketing the album, you putting on the shows. You know, you're getting a DJ. You're, you're keeping the DJ relevant in hip-hop, right, which I think is kind of, uh, I don't want to say a missed thing, but... With it's the, a missing element. Right. It but, is. you know, SoundCloud rappers and... You know, all that, you think they even know fucking DJ? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they, you know, you got a DJ, someone who can scratch, someone who can manipulate shit, someone who can really add a vibe to a show, right? You're doing hip-hop the right way, which is fucking dope. Uh, I love seeing it. It's yeah, and I made sure I put DJ Hexaw on his EP. Oh, yeah. So look out for Hexaw yeah. to be on his EP, he's, and shout yeah. out to him. He's a great DJ. It is phenomenal. He can scratch some shit up. That's for sure. He's cool. And I like what he did on the one. I'm not going to say what he did on the one song because I don't want to give it away, but I like what he did on the one song there yeah. at the uh, And that was cool. Yeah. That was so, cool. yeah, look out for him on, on uh, some yeah. songs. So, um, I, see, I when we did this podcast, we talked about it. And I know you've done other podcasts previously. Um, and it seems like they always ask the same 
kind of just general questions. Who are your influences? What do yeah. you stand for? I wanted to try to dig a little bit deeper um, in, in the shit that people haven't talked to you about. And I feel like some of the podcasts you went on, no knock to them, but like they didn't really get to, you didn't get to showcase who FAMO is. You didn't get to, you know, say, hey, this is me. This is what I'm about. This is what I do. This is the man behind the lyrics. I'm making beats now. You know, this is my workflow. This just whatever. Um, so I'm glad we can talk about other shit that you haven't talked about yet. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, trying to think what's... No, I just got done saying the cliche shit, right? <laughs> They've been asking you the cliche questions and stuff, but I'm going to ask you the cliche question. As an artist, give me two artists that you want on a track yours as featured artists. Oh, man. Um, so you said artists, right? Yeah. Sky Zoo. Okay. This second one's hard. It's going to be either... Oh, man. I'll give you four verses. You, Sky Zoo, and two more. Two more? Okay. Two more. It's a six-minute song. Give me, uh, give me Black Thought. Okay. And then... He just he... dropped a dope-ass fucking yes, album. Yes, Oh, my yes. God. Okay. Sky um, Zoo, Black Thought. And then... It's a tie, man, between Royce. Okay, yeah. And Joy Latiz. Ooh. People are like, oh, man, all these Brooklyn people. But no, man, these it, guys these guys are dope. Dude, dude. They, I, I feel like East Coast rappers are just fucking more superior than everybody else. Uh, I wouldn't say that. I don't want to say that because one of the reigning kings, you know, one of the great, one of the goats, you know, uh, for discussion is right here in the Midwest, bro. Eminem. That's true. Besides the guy, him, there's a guy right behind him who's just as dope. Royce the five, five nine. nine. But I think I think from a collective, even then, on the aggregate, on the aggregate, people. I know we're gonna get comments. Of, but then, oh, that's bullshit. But then New York is so. I mean, there's a lot of people out in New York City yeah, in is, the boroughs, right? East oh, Coast. You know who I forgot? Who's that? Joey Badass. Yeah, I like that Joey, Joey Badass. Badass okay. Huge fan of Pro Era. Producer, who do you? Oh. If you get, I just had this conversation okay. with somebody. Right, who, go ahead. Who's your producer you want? Top. If I had an album for for, uh, what's how many tracks? I so, we'll do your do first five? full length. They're selling it at Sam Goody Double Disc. Double no. Disc. No, no. no. <laughs> I give you double disc. Uh, I give you uh, twelve tracks. How about that? All right, twelve tracks. You got to give me Primo. Okay. You got to give me uh, Apollo Brown. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. dope. Yeah, you got to give me um. Why am I going blank? Why am I going blank? Uh, damn. Oh, you gotta give me Kanye. Okay. I'll take an old school Kanye. Oh, yeah. Hard ass beat. Um, who am I? I'll take Dre. Give yeah. Me old school Dre. Um, who am I? I'll take Large Professor. Okay. I'll take, um, I know I'm drawing a play. Ninth Wonder. Right. Ninth Definitely Wonder's dope. Ninth Wonder. Static Select. Static. Yeah, they go. Static Selector. The Alchemist. I like Alchemist. You like uh, it's not yeah. my favorite. Right. I would never say he's not dope. No, if Alchemist Dude's... came through this door right now and said, Famo, I got some beats, you Let's wouldn't go, be like, bro. you wouldn't Let's be go. like, go home, Alchemist. I don't I'm, want your beats. I'm pulling out my phone. I'm like, Derek, give me Charger. Yeah. I'm, I'm writing lyrics right now. Right Now, now writing, speaking uh, of writing lyrics, I'll ask you this. If, back to your featured artists, if any of those guys wrote you a verse or a song, would you spit it? Or would you feel like, like, like they ghostwrite for me? Like they ghostwrite. No, I couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. That's interesting. Um, what did, 
people call me crazy. But is it the pr- pressure of doing it, or is it just not you? No, nah, it's the craftsmanship, bro. It's, right. Yeah, it's like, you know, how can I spit this and make all this money off somebody else's hard work? Right. Don't get me wrong. They get paid for it. That's that's what they do. Right. But then I couldn't call myself... Like an artist? An MC. An I MC, call, right. I, you know what I mean? I couldn't call myself a lyricist. Right. You could probably call yourself an artist, but you're not a, a lyricist. Yeah, I'm not right. a lyricist. I'm not an MC. You know what I mean? Right. Like, how am I going to control the crowd with somebody else's words, somebody right. else's thoughts? Right. It's like a lot of pop singers yeah. who have teams of writers. Even rappers nowadays. And rappers. I, I'm, I'm calling people out. No, yeah. Even rappers no, nowadays. No, yeah, right. You know, teams of writers to write catchy shit. And a lot of them are white Jewish people. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole other topic of discussion. There are look at a, a lot of songwriters who are like working with big time pop artists or are white Jews from New York. Even uh, movie stars. Even movie stars. Yeah. Like look at Seth Rogen. We should be Jewish. Can we be Adam Jewish? Sam, I don't know, man. Is it you're possible? Like, your beard is like three inches away from growing. I'm like right? Amish. I mean, I'm probably closer to Amish than. I mean, well, I could be Indiana. a rabbi in Indiana. I look so. like a rabbi. Put a little yarmulke on me. You're about a good what 100 miles from the Amish farm. Yeah. What is that place? My wife's going there in November. Uh, uh, what the fuck is it called? I forgot, but there's Amish. Yeah, my yeah. cousins used to live. I might, I might sell my house and just move there oh, yeah. and build one. I seen him at McDonald's one time, bro. Believe it or not, them at McDonald's. Dude put out a wad of money. Oh yeah, it's because he doesn't fucking pay Nipsco. He got a bank. Yeah, he, he don't, don't pay, pay Nipsco. Nipsco. He don't Nipsco. Doesn't pay no gas, nope. no insurance, no electric. Like you know how much money you save right there? Oh, I know, right? I know what my insurance is on my car. Yeah, yeah. Do you think they pay homeowners insurance too? How much you pay Nipsco? Well, I don't want to say it a lot, but imagine, yeah, imagine what you'll oh, save on fuck, Nipsco. Oh, dude. Between Nipsco, between, I'll put it there, between, <laughs> all right, all the bills the Amish don't pay, right? Nipsco, that's, I'd say on average about 250 300 okay? Uh, I'd say, we'll say 300 make it easy. So if anybody out there is listening that is not from Northwest Indiana, the 219, Nipsco is ComEd, it's your gas, electric, right. all that. Right. Nipsco is gas and electric together. Because in Illinois, you got yeah. Nikor and ComEd. Exactly. And then you got them scam artist companies that come around. Um, So if I didn't have to pay Nipsco, that's 300 If I didn't have to pay car insurance, right? Because you figure around, hey, horse and buggy all day, right? I got a yeah. couple black stallions, you know, some Clydesdales maybe. I'd be a Clydesdale guy. I feel like Clydesdales are the Cadillacs of horses. <laughs> so I, I'm going to have to give me a couple Clydesdales. But let's see. Car insurance, about another two fifty, two seventy. I think I pay. That's about five hundred, thirty off the bat a month. A month, and then you got cars. I mean, my car payments total, fucking like fourteen hundred bucks, thirteen hundred dollars. Hey, I'm pulling into McDonald's, throwing a stack of cash on the counter too. Gas, gas, dude. Gas is like forty bucks a week, at least for my truck. Oh no, both vehicles. <laughs> shit, both vehicles like ninety bucks. Hundred bucks, right ninety, there. but hundred bucks. So, so you're, you're talking about a good, was that twenty five hundred bucks? Damn near two grand. Yeah, twenty five hundred. Now here's the thing, though. Now even though you got horses, right? You got to feed the horses, which grows out of your your land, right? But don't you still got to actually feed them though? Well, you can't you just put them on grass diets. Can you? Give them a steak. No, give them a ste- no. You go buy feed and shit. Ain't yeah, it? but most of the time they make that. I guess you're right, huh? Okay, so what about shoes? Are horseshoes expensive? They make that, bro. They got a sweatshop in the back making Nike uh, horseshoes they, they, or what? Uh, they got their little steel thing in their barn. Bro. Oh, yeah. Damn. You so ever I'm... seen uh, Amish Paradise? No, uh, but I've heard the song. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I've seen the video. Yeah. I'm going to say he's making shoes in that. Okay. 
Damn, so you're making your yeah, like churning butter, yeah, all I guess that so. shit. I'd be rich too. What are they doing for work though? Just farming, right? Yeah. They just farm people. They sell their uh, corn and stuff like that. Selling corn and shit. They sell their goddamn apple cider. So you think McDonald's is like going to, you know, we go to Geno's, nice yeah. steakhouse, take our wives. McDonald's is like, we're going to fucking McDonald's. Yeah, unfortunately. Because I'm sure everything is like That's farm to table. They got homemade Geno's, bro. I guarantee you. Yeah. They That's true. There. Butchering that damn cow in the back themselves, making them hoard next to the horseshoe yep. factory. Put it on the grill. Put right. it on the grill. <laughs> I, like, I like where the podcast is headed. We're going to talk about the Amish lifestyle for the rest of the podcast <laughs> for next hour. Until the pizza gets here. Damn pizza man here. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with the pizza. We ordered pizza, but I don't I don't think it's here yet. They've been fucking up. It's all the snow. <laughs> it's all the snow. Can't wait till snow. Um so let's see. What's um after timeless, are you going to promote timeless? Shoot videos for other songs on timeless? Yeah. Or are you gonna move on to the next thing? No, no, I'm really gonna promote Timeless. Um, only because there's there's really no. I'm gonna try to do shows, like I seen like McGee's does open mics and stuff like that. I'm not just gonna, I'm not just gonna throw the show, right? Um, due to everything going on and the risk, and you know what I mean. I got a new baby coming pretty soon, right? Um, and I can't risk. You know what I mean. What about a live um, show? You see all these bands doing live concerts. I've seen now? that. So me and Hacksaw. In the works on something like that. Okay. But uh, I want to do another music video. Okay. Um, I want to do my own brand, my own uh, clothing. Okay. And I'm doing something different on November 7th with this EP. Oh. Um, uh, I'm going to say I'm going to take it a little old school. What? But I'm going to leave it like that. Um, You ain't going to tell me? I mean, I don't fucking know either people, so. I, he knows. He I'm knows. Surprised. I don't I think just... he remembers. Um, But, uh, yeah, the launch, the EP uh-huh. is going to be launched November 7th. Um. Ooh, release dates. Yeah, I'm giving out that release I date. I hate release dates. I know you do. I hate the release date like I hate the thumbs up emoji. <laughs> and I send it to him all the time. He gets so pissed. I fucking, I just say fuck you. I just start saying fuck Today I said fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I hate the uh, the thumb, the thumbs up emoji. Don't ever send me that. It, there's a story to that. You guys don't want to know. It's it's for the, the late night podcast. Yeah, no, the late night kidding. podcast where we get raw and raunchy and triple X. No, um... <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but uh, yeah, November seventh. Uh, I will tell you the EP is coming out. Um, I'm trying to build a website, and like I said, I'm I'm growing as an artist, right? And just be just be on the lookout. That's all I gotta say. I don't want to give too much, right? You you heard him. Be on the lookout. So where can everybody follow you? Or- yeah, you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter at famo two one nine. Okay, and I also have a group page. Um, it's also at famo 219 okay. on Facebook if you want to follow that. Or you can follow me, uh, give you my government name, Jacob Ooh. Alvarez, and then uh, I'll put you on the group page. Cool, cool. Your group page is pretty active, too. Yeah. yeah. You get some good engagement, too, because I know, I know my fucking Facebook page is like, I don't even use it. But I know a lot of guys don't. They make one and don't, and it seems like you're getting some pretty good engagement on there. Yeah, and yeah. you stay I, pretty I mean, active. That's, I mean, social media is... is the best, one of the best, and the free, uh, free marketing. Right, guerrilla marketing. Exactly. It's free. If you can't promote yourself there and tell people who you are, right? How are you gonna do it in person? You right. know what I mean? It's it's kind of a a cohesive thing, right? As an artist, you want to put yourself out there. Like I was excited when uh was it a couple 
couple weeks ago, I put a picture up on my group page. I excited that somebody in Germany was playing my music. Then I had somebody in Australia playing my music. Because you know what that means to me? That somebody's listening to my song all the way across right. the world. And now a whole new people, a whole new right. base is listening to right. me. Because he might tell his friend and their friend, and he might play it at a party. or he. And yeah. I, honestly, that's I how got, you grow. I got three more plays this week. From that, I think that right. same person in Germany. Yeah, that's badass. So, I mean, that's what I said. And I had somebody in South America a month ago play Jokers yeah. in South America. And it just, just keeps growing. Yeah. And I, like I said, I just don't want to conquer the States. Right. I want to conquer the world. Right. Yeah. And I, I think uh, I think for your next album, because this is what I, I'm not trying to give away into my, not like I have fucking secrets, <laughs> but, you know, I do put out songs, like Jake mentioned, my EP, uh, Shameless Plug. Um <laughs> No, three, three piece volume two. Go check it out. Bandcamp, SoundCloud. Um, but the song I put out, Falling and Fading, that producer is actually from Portugal. Oh, like yeah, from yeah. Spain. And beat stars, you know, you can make connections. And I think as an artist, I think it's important that we try to grow our brands, right? But I think another way to grow a brand, which I don't think people really have have done this yet, is go work with producers in other countries. Like, the guy that I did this song with from Portugal, like, I got another song on Retainer with him, but he hits me up about it. Like, hey, you know, are you know, you putting the song out yet? And I, like, I showed it to him, and he loves it, but I don't, think, I don't think I'm ready to put it out yet. But, you know, he's got a pretty decent following. He's a young kid just starting to make beats, but he's young and hungry, and his Instagram is consistently growing. And if I do songs with him, that means people are going to listen to his beat, want to listen to his beats, are going to listen to me. They might start following me. So now this makes me want to not fuck with anybody in the United States and go global. Go seek out a hip-hop producer in fucking England or Germany, you know, or in Asia or in Japan. You know, Japan is in fucking Asia. It's kind of whatever. But you know what I'm saying, right? Like like branch out abroad and grab beats from from producers. I think that's a good way to grow a brand, too. Yeah, I, I, I try to add labels Okay. Well. Yeah. Just... I know it's probably me teasing them, but I don't know if I would ever sign to a label. Yeah. Just because the way I see things are going. Right. You read articles about what labels are doing it, to the yeah. artists. And it seems like there's a lot more negative out there about labels. Yeah. Yeah. Than and, positive uh, things. No, I got you. And um, yeah, man, it's just it's just an idea. It's it's something I put on the back burner. I would never say I wouldn't sign to a label. Right. But if I had if I was, you know, if it was Given right, the right the option, the right. paper, the contract, right contract, I'm right. there. Definitely lawyer up for sure. Yeah. Um. But yeah, labels are out there to fuck. You know, they're out there to make money. Yeah. Label execs are trying to make money. You ever see that, um, thirty seconds to Mars documentary? No, I haven't. I oh, uh, this seconds. is war. So it's about thirty seconds to Mars getting into disputes with their record label. Um, is it Virgin Records? They ended up selling or whatever, but. Yeah, dude, check it out, man. It's a kick-ass documentary, but they expose their record label. And while they shot this documentary, they were still under contract with this record label, I think, to make, like, two more albums or something. And uh, it just shows that. Like, it shows how much chaos and how crazy it can get being signed to a label. Even though this label is fronting you money, they want that money back. Yeah. And then you're lucky if you get to keep your master's. You know, you're lucky if you get to make any money off of people playing your music. You're lucky if you get to make money at concerts when you throw a fucking concert and sell your merchandise, right? Those 360 deals. We always hear 
scary things about him. About yeah, like, yeah. I, honestly, I I did I realized that as my personally my own label guy, my own marketer, my own everything. Right. When I put out Indiana, I didn't realize how much it really is pennies to the play. Right. Like, I appreciate everybody who's played it. Right. I'm not being ungrateful for any of that. You know what I mean? I appreciate everyone who's ever hit play on that button. Right. And listen to that album. But it really is pennies to the right. Play. That's why I was telling you for the release of this, right. I'm doing something you have different. Something special. And and I know myself releasing music same way. Pennies to the play and it's awesome that people are listening. But it's like you see platforms like Bandcamp out there. And now Bandcamp, it might not be really user friendly, but they have apps. I think they have shit set in place. And I think that a company like Bandcamp can change the way people listen to music because I think that if every artist out there, professional, commercial, independent, went that route to something like that, like that, they could change the way music is listened, consumed, and it can change it can change the way they make money and and make more money off of their their albums and I think people are missing out, but I know a lot of these artists, I mean, who are on commercial labels can't go that route, but I think it's definitely something that has to be in play. Yeah. And, um, you know, Kanye West was on Joe Rogan and he just said, before you came over, I was listening to it. I started to, and he said, you know, I feel like, you know, the world's at a standstill right now and the music industry's at a standstill and it's time to make a, a change. It's we true. need to make a change on how artists are paid. Yeah, right. How people are paid and how money's distributed. Not everybody's Russ or Chance the Rapper. Right. Who do it on their own. Right. Russ made a million dollars off TuneCore. Right. My buddy was just telling me that. My homie. Oh, um, yeah. LV. Yeah. Was just telling me that. Like, I'm like, what? Yeah. Like, yeah. He made millions off of fucking yeah. TuneCore. Another thing I heard about Russ, too, is that, and here's a release strategy. You know, there's always the argument, albums or singles. I guess Russ put out a single every month for like three years or something to build his portfolio and to build his catalog and just consistently like put out a single market it, promote it, all that shit and just kept doing it. And now, you know, look where he's at. Yeah. He put in all that money in at the back end. Right. Like you say, uh, some contracts are the back end. He received a good payout. Right. So, um, timeless. Hopefully you're a millionaire from it. Hope so, man. But- <laughs> I hope so. Um, it's the dream. Timeless. We got the uh, another video coming, right? We got a show in the works. You're going to release it special way that you want to release. I'm not going to give out. I already know it. I'm not going to give it out. Um, anything else you got planned for Timeless or down the road? Anything you want to do as an artist that you haven't done yet? You started making beats on this record. Is there something else you want to do um, with your next project? When the next project comes along, I actually want to get. Next project comes along, I actually want to get. Um, I actually want to get some named artists. Okay. Like I, I've, I've reached out to some big names. Uh huh. And I want to, you know what I mean? Right. Get them on there. Like right. I said, I'm really looking to put my foot, my imprint on the world. Right. With my music. Right. And I want to show people. You know what I mean? I'm done. So the first album, Indiana, was to prove something. This album. Is to show you how confident I am what I'm doing. Right. The next album is to basically take over the world, man. Right. To be honest. And you know, you said you're reaching out to big named artists. Obviously, they're gonna ha- charge you, I'm sure, for features and what okay. that's common p- practice. Um, hopefully, it gets to the point where you don't have to pay anybody for a feature in the future. Yeah. Um, 
But the one thing about you as an artist, which I think artists can learn from, is that you're not afraid to invest in you. Like, you're not afraid to go buy equipment. You're not afraid to pay a bum like me to engineer your shit. You know, you're not afraid to pay. I don't know if you paid to play brothers or not, right? You're not afraid to pay bill for a video. You're not afraid to reach out to these commercial artists, these big guys with big followings, and reach out and say, hey, okay, like, all right, I want to feature how much? You know, you're not afraid to put your money right behind me, yeah, behind yeah. you. And yeah. that's a big deal because guys do not fucking do that. No, and um, that's, once again, that's where I, I have to separate myself because I used to do that. Right. Like, shout out to the Play Brothers, you know what I mean? I, I, I will tell them, I'll tell everybody, they did it for me for free for the love. Right. Not everybody would do that. Right. That's a one in a million thing. Right. I appreciate them. That's why yeah. I support them. I will always shout them out whenever I can, whenever I'm on the waves. Right. So thank you for that. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? I've had other people do work for me. Um and I paid and they done great jobs. Like my logo was was a great right. work done. Um through a friend of a friend. Right. You know what I mean? Um Gen Ops, an artist I used to work with. Right. Um put me through the plug with his boy, I believe he's Braze. Did a hell of a job on my logo. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I I I have to start putting my money out there. Cause however, my how am I gonna show somebody? How am I gonna get somebody else to believe in me if I'm not willing to bet on myself? Right. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. You know, it's an investment. You being an artist is an investment, man. It really is. People don't understand that. And um, I just want to say, since I've met you, this journey is a partnership, is a brotherhood that's growing. I mean, right now your girls are upstairs playing with my kids, you know, <laughs> which is cool. Um, but it, it's been a blast. It's been fun. I know, um, you know, I know I've grown. I know I've experienced some challenges, which is awesome. It seems like you have too, but it seems like we're getting over the hurdles together almost in this journey. Um, we're seeing each other's growth. We're understanding each other's problems and issues and stuff, which is, I mean, it's a big deal, all that. You know, all that plays a role in working together. Um, but seeing you grow as an artist has been awesome. Seeing how great you are as a person, which everyone, like, trust me, there's a lot of fucking assholes out there who are artists, okay? I've worked with some, right? And then there's some really cool fucking people. And at the end of the day, that's who you want to work with. So I'm glad I get to work with you. It's been a, it, It's been a blast. I don't I don't know what else we can talk about. I feel like it's been pretty detailed. Yeah. And um I don't want to keep going on tangents <laughs> to talk about random shit and get people bored, Jake. Or no, fam no. famo. I got you, man. Now, um, once again, guys, I'm I'm releasing an EP November seventh. Okay. Um, it's called Timeless. Seven songs, seven great songs, engineered right here by Derek Dirsch in ten K Studios where we're at now. Um, and also I have a music video out there. You can find on YouTube at Famo Music Two One Nine. It's called Jokers. Please go like it, subscribe it, comment. If you don't like it, tell me it. I don't care. I'll take any critique. Let me know. Um, I'm I'm here for you guys. I'm an open book, and uh, also I'm uh, You can find me at Instagram and Twitter at Famo Two One Nine. Please go follow me there. If, and you can also find me on Facebook. I have a group page. It's called Famo Two One Nine, and uh. Yeah, I appreciate everybody listening. Thank you, Derek, for having me here, man. Yeah, you're welcome, man. Um, Thanks for thank doing you. this. Thank you for everybody who supported me up this far. This is just a, a journey that's just beginning. I promise anybody who's here, I'm taking you guys with me. We're, we're you know, we're building something great here. Well, thank you, Jake. Thanks for coming. Famo. Uh, I don't want to call. I got to stop calling you by your government, man. <laughs> government, government name. Well, yeah, everyone, that's Famo. Um, hopefully you learned something about him if you don't know him. 
Um, great guy, great artist. Had a pleasure working with them. This is Derek Dersh with the 10K Music Podcast. You can check me out on Apple Podcasts. I'm not on Spotify. I don't think I'm on Spotify. I don't know. I haven't done, I haven't done an episode. You're my first episode in a long time, but I want to keep this going, and I'm glad I got to get it going again with an artist, with a guest like yourself. Yeah, so everybody who heard that, he's this is a podcast. He wants to keep going. I want to keep going. Don't be afraid to right. reach out to him. Yep. Put your money where your mouth is. Right. Music-related. If you're an artist, promoter, band, like whatever, man, you do something with music, man, hit me up, and we'll, and we'll talk. We'll shoot the shit about some music, man, real loose. Great engineer, too. Ah, oh, stop it. Stop it. Uh, everyone, hey, this is Derek Durst, 10K Music Podcast. My guest, Famo. See you guys later. Peace. Take it easy.